Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to a special episode of All Steelers Talk live from Mobile, Alabama, down here at the Senior Bowl. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday, but this week it will be every day by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts today. We're obviously talking Senior Bowl, talking a little Pro Bowl snub as a Baltimore Ravens quarterback ends up in the Pro Bowl and not Kenny Pickett. Bonkers. Plenty to talk about. But first, Stephen, how you feeling? How you liking Mobile down here? I like Mobile. It's, we ate very well last night. Um, I think I'm still full from our from our barbecue last night. Um, yeah. This is the most humid place I've ever been. And I'm from Washington, <laughs> D.C., which was literally built on a swamp. Like, it is it is a swamp. Um, and this is still the most humid place I've ever been. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it is humid. I went for a run this morning, and I like, – like, as soon as I got down the road from our Airbnb, I was pouring sweat. And I was like, wow, I forgot what it's like to run when it's actually warm outside. Because, like, usually you take that first mile, and you're just like – all right, now I can actually feel my hands and toes. This time I was right. just like, all right, we almost done. I'm fucking yeah. dying over here. But it was uh it was nice. I'm excited to uh to get down here. What are you uh what you looking forward to? What's your what's your big uh you know, whether it's on the field, off the field, what you looking forward to at the super, at the senior bowl? Uh I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the people here. Like this is uh this is a convergence of a lot of like really interesting people. It's from people, it's people from all around the country, um, reporters yeah. and obviously the players as well too. Um so I'm interested to talk to with all those people. Um, just get get to know some of those guys. Um, some of those some of those guys and gals, all those people. Um, who will be down here, and it's just it it should be a good time and a good kind of mixing pot, melting pot of the whole, the whole NFL world down here in in Mobile. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty awesome. Like people people talk about a lot of events in the off season. I've never been to a Super Bowl. That's still on my checklist. But the Senior Bowl is right up there with the Combine. They're my two things I look forward to in the off season, like just, just a blast excited to get going. I want to talk about the senior bowl, but first uh, we got to talk about the pro bowl. It's the first thing we got to talk about. So uh, I'm on my run this morning and I look down at my phone. I get a little notification and what pops up, but Tyler Huntley is headed to the pro bowl in replace of Josh Allen. And my first thought is how did that even, how did that, how is that even an option? how, how did Tyler Huntley get there? And then my mind went, wait, who else could go in place of him? And then instantly, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett could go in place of him. Um, you look at the numbers, it's even more crazy to think about. What was your reaction? I mean, you wrote the piece for us. What were you thinking when you saw Tyler Huntley in the Pro Bowl over Kenny Pickett? Well, yeah. I mean, just anytime you can send a guy with a negative touchdown to interception ratio to the Pro Bowl, <laughs> you, you just got to do it. Um, that's just good television. Um, no, and I mean, there's like, I, I don't, I don't get it. How does a guy start just four games, only play in five games this yep. season, and make it to the Pro Bowl? Like that doesn't like he didn't even play a full season. This is, I, I, it, it makes no sense to me um, from like a practical standpoint, just by the numbers, um, but. Even from like an entertainment value from standpoint for the NFL, like why you would send a career backup like Tyler Huntley, like no disrespect to him, that's tough to do, but over the intriguing kind of first quarterback taken overall in last year's draft, like there's a much better story there 
than there is. I mean, like shit, they did it for Mac Jones last year. Yeah. Why, why does Kenny Pickett not get that nod this year? They they should. I mean, you could you could talk about. I mean, Kenny Pickett also finished with a negative touchdown to interception ratio, but that's you know that's okay because guess what? People showed up to watch Kenny Pickett play football. Nobody showed up to watch Tyler Huntley. Nobody went to a Baltimore Ravens game going, man, I cannot wait to see Tyler Huntley play football. That's what the Pro Bowl is. Like you could say whatever you want about talent or impact or whatever. It's about who's showing up to watch these guys play flag football. And people are going to show up to watch Kenny Pickett play flag football. Nobody is buying it, is turning on the Pro Bowl going, oh, Tyler Huntley's in and then keeping it on. No disrespect, Tyler Huntley. I think he did a phenomenal job for what he was asked to do this year. And I think he stepped into big roles and nearly beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs. But Kenny Pickett led a team back from nothing. Finished on the highest note of the season. Had the whole NFL raving about him by the end of week 18. I mean, it was just like, it was the obvious choice. It was so blatantly obvious. And I don't know who else was out there, but I mean, I don't, I don't even know who the AFC quarterbacks are, but you could have named. And like, did it, did Deshaun Watson get passed up for Tyler Huntley? Did, you know, like, it, I, I don't, I can't even name other quarterbacks, but I know. You know, did Mike White? Mike White should have got a nod before Tyler right. Huntley. I would rather watch Mike White sit back there and in a flag football game and just sling it. like at Put that. Skylar Thompson in there. I, right. People be super excited to go see Skylar Thompson in a Pro Bowl. Nobody, nobody showed up for Tyler Huntley. And, and granted, you know, I think Tyler Huntley did a good job again for what he was asked to do, but... I'm I'm just I'm sorry. 658 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions is just it's just not it's not Pro Bowl numbers. It's just not. It's yeah, just not even was, close. He didn't even crack a thousand yards, and like that. No. I don't know. That just there was no like like you said. Tyler Huntley did a good job for what he was asked to do, but he wasn't asked yeah. to do a whole lot. Um, no, it no. wasn't. It wasn't a particularly strenuous job and i I, yeah i just don't it was five appearances and you got to remember that the steelers knocked him out of one of them so it's really four and a half appearances and Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's it's just not pro bowl numbers like mitch trubitsky did as much as tyler huntley did this season one less games granted but just like how you pass kenny pickett up in a game that unless unless they called kenny unless they called kenny and said hey you know, do you want to be an alternative? And he said, no, but who in their right minds turned down a pro bowl check as a rookie to say, oh, I don't want to go play flag football and risk anything. Like, no, right. I'm going to go to the pro bowl and play flag football. Well, I was thinking, what are the odds that Tyler Huntley woke up this morning and was like, Oh shit. Like I was going to take vacation that weekend. Like I don't want to go to the <laughs> pro bowl. Like I, he was not, I, I, I'm sure I have to imagine he was just as blindsided by this as everyone else. Oh yeah. Had to be had, there's no way like, Anybody, John Harbaugh probably called him and he was just like, you're joking with me. There's no, there, there's yeah. no way I'm headed to the Pro Bowl. Absolutely crazy. But, you know, the NFL makes uh, weird, very weird decisions all the time. This one is just wild to me. Like, this is the wildest decision they've made in a long time, I would say. Um, to, to turn over to where we are, Mobile, the Pro Bowl, or the Senior Bowl, excuse me. It's it's going to be a good time. We got three days of practice. The Steelers have the whole house down here. 
probably going to be looking at a number of positions. Obviously, there's no quarterback this year. The Steelers aren't looking for the big name. And the Senior Bowl has been exciting for the Steelers the last se- three seasons because they went, we need a big wide receiver. They found Chase Claypool down here. They came back down here. They saw it. They found Najee Harris, although they probably already wanted Najee Harris, but Najee Harris was the name down here. And then last year they were looking for a quarterback and everybody lost their minds over Malik Willis. It's Malik Willis. Mike Tomlin met his mom. It's Malik Willis. Turned out to be Kenny Pickett. This year it's a little different. They're looking for a couple of positions. They're obviously going to be looking for an offensive lineman, possibly defensive lineman, a couple of linebackers, some corners maybe that are down here. There's some names on this board that could be big for them. You look at the roster as a whole and, and what you know about the Steelers offseason and their needs, what are some positions you think they got their eyes on or what's the biggest position you think they got their eyes on down here in Mobile? Yeah, I do think that offensive line is is the position that they'll probably be looking at the most. Um, like yeah. you said, there there's a chance for them to hit on some big pieces down here, get to know some big pieces down here. That said, there's not a ton of, you know, first round picks down here. You know, there's not you know, even for the, for those later round guys, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, day, uh, you know, second round or third round guys that will still probably make a big impact in some way next year or, or in the near future. But, um, you know, there's no Kenny Pickett down here, um, yep. or anything like that. So I think because just the way this offensive line class shakes out, there's still a ton of, of depth and a ton of talent down here, um, that, that the Steelers will be looking for and that the Steelers really need. So I, I think offensive line is going to be one of those positions that I'm, I'm definitely watching the most. Yeah. I think offensive line's a big one. Um, our buddy, Nick, who shout out Nick Martin, man, you guys watch the Steelers draft talk show every week, him and Derek absolutely kill it. You know, Nick himself puts out some, some phenomenal work on the draft from time to time for us. He, he gave us a list of guys that to start going through and really analyzing the last couple of weeks as we prepare here and, a couple of dudes have definitely stood out to me. I mean, everybody and their mother's talking about Darnell Wright um, mm-hmm. in the last 48 hours. Me and you have joked about it quite a bit. He's a big name from Tennessee. He's a right tackle. I, I think the issue with him is people assume that he can move to left tackle, but I actually just reread Derek's scouting report on him, and he highlights heavily how he does not believe he can move to left tackle. He's just too big, not athletic enough, which makes sense, you know? Uh, then you go into the conversation of, oh, can Chooks switch to left tackle? Is it too late for that? I think it is, if we're being honest. He's too he's too embedded there. But you got some big names. I mean, you got John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota, who's probably going to be the Minis- or the top center in the class. Um, Os- Osiris Torrance out of Florida, who I believe ESPN, maybe NFL Network, one of those two had the Steelers selecting with the 17th pick. Obviously, Darnell Wright, who – Many people have him have the Steelers selecting at 17. <clears throat> there's just there's there's a couple of names down here that I think the Steelers could get a good look at. I love watching linemen, man. Like people undervalue being able to just sit there and watch big men who have never worked with each other just maul over one another for three days. It is yeah. it is a blast. It yeah, and there's um it's it's what's gonna make pra- it's one of the best uh you know places to watch environments to watch offensive linemen versus, you know, when we watch the receivers work and when they do one-on-ones with corners, there's going to be, they're going to do a lot of one-on-ones that they're not going to do full teamwork. And yeah, with that, there's going to be 
there's going to be some some asterisks to whatever you see guys do. Um, you'll see mm-hmm. some nice physical traits, maybe some nice ball skills and all that. But um, with offensive linemen, like when we watch them go one on one with some of these pass rushers and stuff like that, um, and some of these other defensive linemen, that's that's much closer to what they'll be doing in live game action than than what some of these other guys will be doing. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to watch them, and I think we're going to learn a lot. I think you can learn a lot about linemen in this kind of environment. Um, you know, like other names that, that we can look out for, you know, uh, Darwin Jones from Ohio state, just a huge, yeah. huge, huge guy. Um, Cody mock from North Dakota state, kind of going to be one of those, um, uh, darling, you know, FCS guys that, that goes underrated that got people weren't watching on national television every week. Um, True. that, that, that could take a big step up. Blake free, uh, Blake Freeland, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. Um, there, there are a lot of really intriguing guys, especially at that tackle position. Um, and it's definitely the tackle position, right? We're not looking at a whole lot of centers or, or interior linemen, right? No, I, I would say center is filled. I think people have a weird, I don't know, like they, they don't, they believe that it's as open. It's more open than it is, I would say. But I think that Mason Cole has solidified himself as the center in Pittsburgh, at least for the for foreseeable future. His contract obviously ends after this upcoming season. Maybe they reevaluate it, but I think right now he's 26 years old. What are you, what are you pushing him out the door for? You know what I mean? Like him and James right. Daniels molded well together. You know, Mason Cole's a starting wide or a starting center in this league, it, whether it's in Pittsburgh or not. It, maybe he's not the best center in the league, but he's a starting center in the league. I think the focus has to be left tackle, left guard for the Steelers. See if you could replace Kevin Dotson or Dan Moore Jr. I, I don't think it's a it's a must happen down here in mobile, but I do think it's a first step to seeing if it, if it's actually real, like if that possibility is a real one for them. Um, the, the names we've named, I think are, are big ones. And I think that they'll have their eyes on there. Like last year, they, they sent down literally the whole house to watch the quarterbacks. And I think this year you'll see a lot of Matt Canada standing on the offensive line. Um, you'll probably see Pat Meyer down here doing some work. You'll see Tomlin talking to a lot of guys. Um, the whole nine. Like, I, I don't remember. No, Kevin Colbert did come down here. Art Rooney did. Art Rooney might have came down here last year. I don't remember. But you'll definitely see Omar Khan down here and, and all those guys. I, if I had to imagine where they're going to spend most of their time, it's going to be the offensive line. And it's going to be left tackles, bigger name guys, and guys that can play the left side of the ball, probably guard. But I, and if I had to pick, I think the Steelers have more faith in Dan Moore than they do Kevin Dotson. And they might they might be looking at bigger name guards than tackles as they start the start the process. <clears throat> yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense to me. That, yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, there's a couple of guys as well. I think that they're going to be highlighting uh, obviously the defensive line, defensive tackle, but there's some corners down here that I'm actually intrigued. So uh, there's a, there's a guy there's a, there's a couple of guys, obviously, you know. Um, but there's one name. So I used to play Madden. I bring Madden up a lot, I feel like, mm-hmm. on this podcast. But I used to play Madden all the time, and I'd get, like, real deep into, like, the franchise mode. You could ask all my buddies. They'd show up and be like, yo, you want to play Madden? And I'd be like, oh, I, I don't, actually. Like, I just want to play by myself, and I want to play the computer in a franchise mode because I'm a weirdo. Um, but there's this one name that you always found, like, the third to fifth round out of 
uh, Miami. His name is Tyreek Stevenson. And the dude turned into a stud every single time. But, like, you forget these guys. You know what I mean? Like, you play four years ago and you're four drafts deep. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to be phenomenal. And then they sneak up on him when they're actually in the NFL draft. Well, he's down here. I'm very excited to see him. He's a Georgia transfer. Uh, the dude played a lot of zone and a lot of slot during his time in Georgia, but he's real instinctive. Like he's got he's got the ball skills that you really want out there. Transferred to Miami, played a little bit of both, uh, played more outside than inside at Miami. But, you know, is definitely a guy that I believe could be a mid-round kind of like, okay, let's let's keep an eye on this guy. I'm very excited to see him go off against a couple of guys. There's a linebacker that you know a lot about down here, uh, Servasier Dennis. Uh, Nick actually named him, and he he dropped us a list of guys that we should be paying attention to on defense as well, and Servasier was the first off-ball linebacker. I was a little surprised on that one. Where do you see Servasier going in the draft as of this point? Yeah, I'd be really surprised if Servasier goes, goes higher than the third round. Um, incredibly smart guy. Um got on the field like almost immediately when he came to pit. Um, and once he did, he didn't leave it. Um, he was, he's such a smart player and a leader, uh, in that defense. That was really good. He can do a lot of things. Um, I think he's pretty versatile. They started trying to move him outside more, um, a little bit more this year, but he's, a, he's an inside linebacker through and through, um, the size concerns are a thing. Um, but I feel like at linebacker, he's a solid tackler too. Um, and I feel like you can, you can live with that a little bit if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, who especially have some options at, at linebacker right now. Um, I, I really like Servasier just having watched him up close. He was, you know, outside of Kalaja Kansi, he was the best player on that pit defense, was which was a pretty good defense for all of his years that he was starting. Um he's I it, it it's a value pick, you know, it's not, yeah. he's not a, he's not a day one guy. He's not uh you know, an incredible talent like that. And there are some guys down here like Ivan Pace, um, who's, who's expected to, I think, go closer towards the top of the first round. But I, I would say it's much more likely that the Steelers take a chance on a guy like Dennis instead of reaching for a guy like Pace in those, in those top rounds. Yeah. And knowing what we know about the Steelers, it's close to home. So they already know who, about this guy. Tomlin and Deuce could go talk and be like, hey, man, this guy's the smartest guy out there. And you want to know what I guarantee you Servasia Dennis is very good at? Special teams. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be looking for in that year one linebacker. Off ball, I think that it's perfect because he is athletic. Like you said, he's a very smart guy, so he could develop. He's kind of the opposite. Like the way I look at Servasia Dennis, the reason I wanted to bring him up is not because he went to Pitt. It's because... I think the Steelers right now have a lot of bruisers at inside linebacker. They have a Mark Robinson news coming up and people have high expectations for him in year two, but the guy's a run stuffer. He's just go hit whoever is in front of you as hard as you could that people expect them to resign Robert Spillane. I think he's the same way. Miles Jack, same thing. Run stuffer, not super smart. Or, or, I take that back. Miles Jack is a super smart guy, but not very pass protect our pass coverage oriented let's say that mm -hmm. i think Servasia dennis has the athleticism and the smarts to kind of be that other guy you know that mm -hmm. more maybe not a run stuffer but able to go play zone and play it well kind of I, I mean i think you know it removes robert Blaine from having to go play pass coverage which would be awesome for the pittsburgh steelers but i i think he is definitely a name i think there's a lot of guys i mean dude henry two or two or the guy out of bama with the greatest mm -hmm. last name 
Toe-toe, of all time. Yeah, toe yeah, toe. Like I'm just excited to just see him because of his last name. If we're being honest, and there's a lot of guys. There's definitely a lot of guys out there. Day one's gonna be exciting. Thrilled to get to practice. Thrilled to evaluate. We're coming live every single day. Uh, or not live, but we're coming full reports every single morning about the Senior Bowl. Me, you, Nick, as soon as his plane lands, which the dude has been trying to get here since 6.30 last night. So hopefully at some point, you know, yeah. I, every time he texts me, he's just like, yeah, I'm fine, man. I'm just hanging out. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, go yell at somebody. Get on yeah. a plane. Um, we watched a GM do it the other day, yesterday when we got here. It worked fine for him. So we could, you know, Nick could go do the same thing. Doesn't hold the same merit, but tell him to give me a call. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we head out of here. East-West Shrine Bowl out in Vegas. The Steelers are out there as well. They obviously didn't send Mike Tomlin or Omar Khan or any of those guys. They'll be down here. This is the big event. But the Shrine Bowl, it, it carries some big names. Uh, I mean, the Super Bowl is going to have one in uh, – uh, Wow, I'm blanking. Rutgers running back, Kansas City. Uh, Pacheco. Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, he's He was discovered out in the Shrine Bowl last year. This year, the name that stood out to me the most, Pitt's got two guys out there, I believe, in uh, – Carter it's Warren. Warren. I, think it, I believe it's Warren and Habakkuk Baldonado. Yes, thank you, yeah. Baldonado. Um, I'm blanking on names right now. But Warren met with the Steelers, spoke with him. He said that it went great. It believes that he's, you know, a, a candidate for them. Um, isn't practicing out there because of what was it? it was a back injury that he suffered late in the uh, season. Earlier I thought I season. heard shoulder, but yeah, it was shoulder. Um, yeah, yeah. Upper body. Some kind. Um, and then won't compete in the combine, although he was invited, but he will get a pro or he will participate at Pitts Pro Day. I think that's huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you Look at Carter Warren as a realistic option for the Steelers at this point. And do you think he's, you know, NFL worthy, I guess, NFL capable, I should say, for a guy that'll go in the middle of the middle of the draft? Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, this was a guy who was, you know, capable of getting drafted, you know, maybe not as high as he was this year, but he was considering coming out for the draft uh, last season, last spring. Um, He was one of the better offensive tackles in the country um, and was definitely a guy who could have uh, could have made made that leap to the NFL. Um, he decided to come back to school. Uh, he told us the feedback was get better at the run blocking. Um, and if you watched Pitt at all this year, that was ninety yeah. percent of what he did. He he ran block a lot and ran block pretty well for Israel Abanikando, who started running wild for a bunch of touchdowns. And 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 Warren was a big part of that. And you could see uh, when Warren went down with his injury, the offensive line took a little bit of a step back. You know, they were still a decent unit, but Warren was the best player along that offensive line. Um, he was a veteran. He's savvy. He knows what he's doing. Um, he is big. Um, he's a huge guy. Uh, it's, I, I don't, I think because of that injury, he didn't jump as much as he, as he could have. Um, yeah. And especially just the way Pitt played offense. Um, it was really centered around the run. Um, I don't think he, got a chance to prove his his pass blocking capabilities as much as a left tackle which when that's the position you play that's kind of w- what you look at um especially as the league becomes more more pass oriented um he'll be another kind of value pick another later round pick he's not going in the first or second round or anything like that maybe not even the third round but I was going to say it, where do you see him falling you think he's like a fourth fifth round pick or you think he drops to like the end of day 3 No I think he, he'll be Closer to the start of day three. Um, he plays a premium position and he's really good at it. Um, yeah, it's 
I think around that fourth, fourth round, end of the third, maybe at the highest, at the highest range. Um, I think it'll be interesting when we talk to guys here, let's talk to those interior offensive linemen, see what they're, see what they're saying. Like how many of these guys are talking to the Steelers? Um, Cause if they want to go, they want to pick up one of these, one of these interior linemen, um, a center or a, or a guard earlier in, earlier in the draft, then Warren could, could definitely be there as a, as a later option at tackle and they can kind of address both needs without, you know, kind of sacrificing anything. Yeah, for real. If they go, they have three picks in the top 50. So if you go, if you fill a cornerback need, you fill maybe an inside linebacker need and you fill a guard need in the first three picks. And then you come back at the end of the third or even the beginning of the fourth, if he slides and go Carter Warren. I mean, that's for one, that's a guy with minimal expectations. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers like those guys with minimal expectations. Bring another Dan Moore in here. Hope that he turns out to be better than Dan Moore. If he's not better than Dan Moore, you stick with Dan Moore. Meanwhile, you upgraded Kevin Dotson and you feel fine about that. At the same time, he obviously has a relationship with the Steelers because everybody that goes to Pitt has a relationship with the Steelers. And he was Kenny Pickett's left tackle for what, like 35 games or something? I was looking at the numbers earlier. So they have a connection and Kenny Pickett's obviously in the middle of those rounds going to be like, I hope that they snag Carter Warren. Maybe he says something and I'm sure that they will. You know, I'm sure that when Mike Tomlin and Omar and Art Rooney and Andy Weidel sit down and, you know, start evaluating these mid round guys, they're going to give Kenny Pickett a call anytime that he's got a connection to one of them and say, Hey, what's, you know, what's this guy like? Is he a leader? How, how hard is a worker? Is he, do you, do you trust him? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure Kenny's going to give, Carter one raving review I think that's a possibility like I think that's a, a bit overlooked and what the Steelers can do everybody wants to talk about Jordan Addison coming to the Pittsburgh and reuniting that I think the Steelers would be much more interested to suit up Kenny Pickett and an offensive line that helped him win ACC player of the year and an ACC championship and break a bunch of records so yeah. I think that's a that's a move for for the Steelers and, and one to monitor uh, yeah. especially one to monitor, especially as we hit Pitts Pro Day uh, later ne- next month, I believe, maybe maybe the end of March, I believe yeah. it is. And if you're um, going to invest so much in Kenny Pickett, you know, you you take his you take his word seriously. And, it, you know, yeah. rebuilding that Pitt team has been kind of a joke. Uh, rebuilding that Pitt team through the draft just on the pro side has been kind of a jo- running joke this offseason for, for Steelers fans and Steelers media. But, I mean, look, if, if Kenny gives a glowing endorsement of a guy, you're not going to – you're not going to ignore that. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the harm? You know, you bring in his left tackle and you bring in his wide receiver and things work out. You're just like, well, look, things worked out. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all it is. And the best part about Carter Warren is Jordan Addison would have very high expectations. He would easily over overstep Calvin Austin and any progress he makes Carter Warren. Like I said, he just comes in here and he's got an opportunity to compete and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't hold any merit to how high his ceiling is. They're just watching to see if he's good enough to, to be considered the guy at some point in his career. I think that's that's where the Steelers threshold is, and I think they feel would feel very good about that move 100%. All right, we're heading out of here. We're heading to the Senior Bowl. Very excited to get down there. Day one of practice. Like I said, we will be coming every single day. We will have reports on the YouTube, on the audio, on the website, allsteelers.com live from the senior bowl, plenty of content, three man job down here. We're feeling real good to get out there and get excited and bring you guys as much content and as much coverage as humanly possible. 
As always, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and like this video. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>